to an audio newspaper full of very serious, very real stories that the world needs to hear. More listening and less reading than the newspaper, but equally as sexy. This is Paper News Out Loud. Thank you for listening to Paper News Out Loud. All right, so today I would like to rapid fire a question at you I doubt you are prepared for. You have one second to answer. All right, here it goes. If you had a British name, what would it be? Well, Diane, I conveniently took a BuzzFeed quiz to tell me exactly what my British name would be while I was at work probably not being productive like I ever am. If my boss is listening, I do do my job. This is for comedy. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> so this is very convenient and well-timed um, that you asked for this thing. <laughs> it is, in fact, Poppy, which also happens to be my favorite type of muffin. What do you think your British name would be? More importantly, what is your favorite kind of tea? Well, my British name would definitely be Dolores. <laughs> like Dolores Umbridge yes, from Harry exactly. Potter. Exactly, like Dolores Umbridge from Harry Potter. We are essentially the same person. Um, it would be cool. I like peppermint tea. Thank you so much for asking. Um, anyway, so now that that is done and over with. Oh, uh, what's on the docket for today, Florence? Painfully. Okay. <laughs> As everything always is. So the seasons are starting to change here in the Midwest and things are getting colder, which can lead Burr. to... <laughs> Why is it so cold all the time? Oh, uh, I can't feel my face ever. Do you think the Midwest is kind of like where Jesus forgets to think about and that's why it's so, so cold? Okay. I think anything like north of... Like Oklahoma. Where we are and above... Mm -hmm. It's just it's like a mind blur. It's like, never mind. Anyway, so when things get colder, it can lead to um, many of the old wives' tales that we know and love coming to the surface. Some of them are silly. For example, a popular one is that eating too much chocolate leads to acne. This is not accurate. The only thing that eating too much chocolate leads to is happiness. So and munch up, everybody. Maybe long-term illnesses. <laughs> but no. who am I to judge? Despite the silliness, there is some truth to these tales. Huffington Post wrote an informative article about which old wives' tales have some truth behind them, and we're going to teach you how to use these to improve your lives for the better. Excellent. My life does need a dramatic improvement, so if any of these can help with that, I'll be eternally grateful. Neato. <laughs> Not to throw my personal <laughs> problems out there or anything, <laughs> but please send help. All right, number one. Use plants as air purifiers. Bitchin', I have a lot of plants. I was just going to say, you're off to a great start. We're sitting next to 14 <laughs> right now. Please, on plants that I want to. <laughs> just feel their breath on you while you're sitting here. In order to optimize these effects, though, it's best to cover every square inch of your living space with plants. Oh, I'm yeah. on my way, yes. <laughs> a simple hack is to plant fertile soil onto one of your walls and press wildflower seeds into the soil. Mm. Not only is this an HGTV-worthy statement wall, but it will purify your air. That's extremely helpful for mm. replenishing your plant suit. Oh. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Previously discussed in an episode. <laughs> they go hand in hand. Um, so you're keeping the mosquitoes away, which we all know is incredibly important. Mm -hmm. um, and also, you can keep extra plants on hand and growing in case something happens to the ones on your suit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It does happen. Things die. But just keep in mind that the plants will think that they are using you as an air purifier. This is kind of like a two-way street, you know? Yeah. This is fine because it will never come up in conversation with the plants. You need to breathe anyway, so don't worry about um, who's really using who. 
Right. Even though you're essentially a parasite to plants. Exactly. Every tree has told me this. They are incredibly superior to human beings, but mm -hmm. you just keep thinking that um, you're benefiting them and you're using them. So <laughs> Just remember fine. who came first on this planet, guys. <laughs> just remember who's really the boss. It's the plants. Wise tale number two is to use newspapers to clean windows. Oh, hell yeah. Let's keep this one short and sweet. What can't the news fix? <sighs> Damn, I love the news. <laughs> it's just so great to like know things and like there's something happening and then someone else tells you about it. It's just it's just really great to just be super informed all the time about everything. Just a plethora of knowledge. And by cleaning your windows with newspaper, you are actually imparting the wisdom of the news on your windows. Right. Which is the greatest gift anyone can give to an inanimate object. And while you're plastering the newspaper on your windows or wiping I'm are you, wiping? you wipe it. You wipe it. You can it. read yeah. the newspaper at the same time, so it's like multitasking. Nice. So you're yeah. getting informed and you're also getting cleaned. And cultured. And cultured. It's mm -hmm. like two forms of cleansing. Like you're cleansing away the ignorance and you're cleansing <laughs> away the fingerprints schmears from your mm -hmm. windows. From all the plants. <laughs> from all the plants that are evolving to have fingerprints. <laughs> the plants here are sentient, guys. <laughs> all right, um... Old wives tale number three, microwave sponges keep them clean. Bacteria is a bitch, listeners, and if you're not properly cleaning your household sponges, you're just smearing bricks of bacteria over oh your God. dishes. <laughs> That's a horrific image. <laughs> oh no. Just imagine. No. No. <laughs> Please don't make me do they this. They just grow so quickly. Oh yeah, just so fast. <laughs> but you can take it a step further by putting your sponges and rags into a nuclear reactor. If you're lucky, your favorite cleaning supplies will become sentient and cleaning will be much more fun from the yeah. conversation and right. the inside jokes. Yes. Well, until the sentient cleaning supplies turn against you and they decide that uh, you need to be cleansed and then they pour ammonia down your throat and you somehow survive this, but you are permanently scarred and then you move away. But they find you and leave a wake of destruction on the way to find you, and this time they choke you with a sponge because they appreciate irony, and then you die because your long-lost friend from kindergarten avenges you and ironically releases a bacteria they can't kill, and the bacteria kills them. It's kind of like if the brave little toaster would have went south really quickly. Yes. <laughs> I vaguely remember that. <laughs> they went to Mars and their appliances. I feel like there's not a lot to remember. Yeah, very, very okay, that's similar. that's the sequel, I think. There is a Brave Little Toaster, and then Spoilers. there's a Brave Little Toaster goes to Mars. Oh my gosh. I just know the toaster is the good guy, but in this scenario, he's when he's trying to kill toaster. you with sponges and ammonia, he's the bad guy. It really depends on what perspective you're going from. Mm -hmm. If you're going from the perspective of the cleaning supplies, like, you're the bad guy. Because you need to be cleansed. Don't be so dirty. Just don't trust your appliances. Right. <laughs> it's the moral of this old wives tale slash life hack. Don't trust cleaning supplies. Number four, use peanut butter to remove gum. Well, really, you should be chewing peanut butter instead of gum in the first place. Because if you don't chew gum, you can't get it stuck on anything. And peanut butter is too good for you to ever spit out. You would just mm -hmm. swallow it. Yeah, that's good. So when you're chewing gum, you're essentially just chewing plastic, you know. Yeah. Nasty. As one does. <laughs> so just steer of that, clear of that nasty goop and go straight for that fine-ass jar of Jiffy or Nutella hanging out in your covers right now. You won't have to worry about it getting stuck in your hair or your carpeting or on your pets 
or exactly. on your friend. Your your dogs would just lick it all up. Exactly. Your dogs can't lick up gum. That's disgusting. <laughs> they they might die. <laughs> they'll they'll definitely die. All right, number five, unclog your drain with Alka-Seltzer. So the reason strike drains clog, um, which has been explained to me many times by plumbers in the area, is due to heartburn and indigestion. Alka-Seltzer is the best heartburn relief medicine that can nip that nasty, nasty clog in the butt. This episode today is brought to you by Alka-Seltzer. <laughs> nip those nasty clogs in the butt. Alka-Seltzer. Okay, number six. Remove carpet dents with ice cubes. Now, one would think that this tip is referring to ice cubes, a.k.a. frozen water. But it is actually referring to the American rapper and actor Ice Cube. Simply hire Ice Cube to come into your home. Then you will need to have him sleep on any carpet dents for several hours. When he awakes, the dents will be gone. Now, this is a pretty pricey life hack, but worth it in the end. Yeah. I wonder how booked up he is. Um, do you think you could get, like, a two-for-one special mm -hmm. where he um, wraps an axe in your mm -hmm. living room and then takes a nap? Mm -hmm. you think you have to pay him for the nap, actually, because you're kind of doing him a favor by giving him a break? Yeah, see, okay, what I was... Something I thought of initially is that this mm -hmm. has to be affecting him his rapping and acting career because all he's doing is laying in people's homes. But that's a really valid point so that you can have him recording some sort of TV show in your home and then just take a nap. Exactly. Like, he has to sleep sometime anyway, yeah. so he might as well sleep on people's carpet Exactly. If, if he's the only thing that can get rid of them. Just give him a pillow and you're on your way. A exactly. pillow and a good script. A goose good. feather pillow. Everyone's favorite pillow. Mm -hmm. This episode brought to you by Goose Feathers. <laughs> <laughs> the pillow of champions. Geese don't love them, we love them. <laughs> okay, number seven. Fill a hole in the wall with soap. Interesting. So, <laughs> right. We all have a few dozen woodpeckers that um, choose to live in our homes with us, and sometimes there can be negative consequences, specifically on our walls. But it's worth it for the friendship. I know. for To feel like a Disney princess or prince every day of your life. Yes. Or villain. If or you're a Disney villain, that's fine too. Who has a horde of woodpeckers. Yes. An army of woodpeckers. <laughs> One can dream. So when you have your minions of woodpeckers drilling holes into your walls, um, combat this by buying ivory soap in bulk from your favorite online soap wholesale shop. Or buy local homemade soap. Mm. Buy local. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by local. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, locals. <laughs> Keep making stuff like soap. Fooled you all. You thought it was going to be brought to you by Ivory. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> so with your local um, beeswax soap, whenever one of your woodpecker friends decides to make a hole, jam a bar of soap into the hole. Problem solved. Woodpeckers hate the taste of your soap. This works too. If they uh, swear too much, then you can... Um, rinse their beaks out with this ivory soap essentially. This is also a really fun renovation tip. Big holes do require bigger bars of soap. Mm -hmm. um, so if you have like, you, you, or you want to like install a wall or anything like that, mm -hmm. use bars of soap as bricks to build that wall. Mm -hmm. Or if you get angry, you know what happens, and you punch a hole in the wall or you mm -hmm. swing a sledgehammer at the wall and you weren't meaning to, just jam a ton of soap in there and then just um, cover it up. Mm -hmm. I mean, then your house will smell really nice, too. So buying in bulk saves a lot of money. Yeah. And supports go. your local makers. Money hacks. 
All right, number eight, iron using aluminum foil. I am not going to lie to you. I really don't know what this means. What I think it means is that you lay aluminum foil over your clothes and then iron over the top of it. I think so. Okay. Because aluminum foil just transfers the heat. It doesn't actually hold heat, but I'm not sure why that would help with the iron. Like what's the point? <laughs> exactly. Either way, your clothes, maybe it keeps your clothes from burning. I don't know, but just I don't like, know pay either. But I don't, don't leave your iron on your clothes. Do people burn clothes with irons anymore, except in romantic comedy movies? Better question: Do people iron clothes anymore? <laughs> Good follow-up question. Because I think I've ironed clothes maybe like three times. Yeah, I have one dress that I have to iron, but I wear it like maybe once every six months because it's so annoying to have to iron. It. Exactly. Like all the. Sh- clothes that say dry clean only like haha yeah i wish i was that fancy that's not gonna happen like put in wash machine with everything else exactly and if it shrinks or it gets wrecked then i guess i don't own that piece of clothing anymore (laughs) but as an alternative you can invest in iron foil instead it's always flat so you just place your clothes under the iron foil for like two to four weeks until they no longer have wrinkles um and yeah, again, just don't iron. It's such a damn waste of time. Like there's just, just don't, if your clothes are wrinkly, you didn't hang them up. You didn't fold them. And that one's on you. Like, <laughs> once your clothes are out of the dryer, you hang that shit up, you fold it. Because otherwise you have to iron. So at the end of the day, you're just saving exactly. yourself a major headache. Just wash it again. <laughs> that's I know what I that's do. wasteful. Just wash it again <laughs> with the rest of your clothes. Yeah, no, I've done that before. <laughs> yeah, I've been there. We're humans. We've been there. All right. Let's bring it on home. <laughs> Last but not least, use walnuts to remove furniture scratches. So essentially, if there's like a scratch in your furniture from where your pterodactyl accidentally scuffed up grandma's heirloom table, just take a walnut, rub it over the scratch, and it'll fill in the hole, match the color, and make it look nice and pretty. But I didn't realize that's actually how it works. Yeah. That was very informative. You're welcome. I was like, what's the point? I feel like I dropped the ball by not knowing anything about the ironing with the aluminum foil that I had to step up my game again. Yeah, that was pretty good. (laughs) Thank you. Consider me impressed. (laughs) But that being said, an alternative to having to, one, buy so many walnuts in your life just to get so rid- many walnuts. You're going to scuff up furniture all the time. Especially if you have, like, a couple pterodactyls living in yeah. your home. It's pretty bad. It's a pterodactyl infestation. And woodpeckers, I mean, what if they get bored with your walls and they want to <laughs> peck your wood furniture? I feel like soap still might be the best option there, but... Hit them with soap. Good call. <laughs> anyway, what should you do instead? Um, fill your home or apartment with furniture of your imagination. So no real furniture. Get rid of all the furniture. Minimalist living. Yeah, I like that. Waste reduction, zero waste. Mm -hmm. That's good. No furniture equals no scratches. Plus you can eat all your walnuts or make them into walnut banana bread and share with us. Yeah, send us your banana bread with walnuts in it. Please Please don't do that. No, don't do it. I'll, I'll eat it. No, that's good. That's really good. I like that. That's a good one. That's a, I, I don't have anything to add to that because I think that's beautiful. <laughs> Do you hear that sound? What a hark, what is that sound? I think it might be a passenger pigeon. A passenger pigeon? JK, they're extinct. <laughs> of freaking course they are. Um, okay, so here are some little factoids about our friend the passenger pigeon, who unfortunately has passed away. Passenger I was going to try to make a pun on it, but 
it, I realized I was joking about the extinction of an animal and I felt terrible. Okay, so they experienced extremely high population in the 1800s, which led to being extremely hunted, of course. Mm -hmm. Like, we see this with wolves in Wisconsin. Every time the wolf population rises, the DNR puts out more, mm -hmm. like, um, licenses and stuff, and which, then... I mean, it's to balance the population. We've learned, apparently. Okay, but a depressing fact that I have for you, to bring it down before I bring it back up, is that the last passenger pigeon died in her cage in 1914 in the Cincinnati Zoological Garden. Is that how you say it? Zoological? I would say zoological. Okay. Yeah. Um, rest in peace, Martha. So yeah, the very last one was a caged passenger pigeon. Oh. And there's pictures of her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can look at the picture. There's a link on the link that we posted. Um, actually, at one point in Wisconsin, I found this super interesting. Yeah. I don't know this. At one point in Wisconsin, there was a nesting area that covered 850 what? square miles. Yeah, it was estimated that 136 million birds lived in that nesting area. Um, the pigeons obviously needed large areas mm -hmm. of forest to live in. And that's what caused them to become extremely overhunted. Well, I guess not needing large areas of forest, but professional hunters, they used to kill them in thousands um, a day for, like, decades. Yeah. I just find it mind-boggling that there were so many of them, and hunting was the thing that brought them right. down. Like, it wasn't even deforestation. It was well, hunting. That was part of it, oh, it because they were losing okay. their habitats. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, it was, like, extreme hunting. So the passenger pigeon, pigeon was actually super interesting because it got, like, a huge... I, I'm pretty sure if I'm remembering right, but there was a huge spike in the population. Sure. And that's when there were so many. And then within decades, mm -hmm. just extinct. Gone. Because um, one thing that it said was that um, it basically lived and died within one human lifetime. So mm -hmm. it was, like, extreme populations, like, migrations. They would cover the skies. It was crazy. Mm -hmm. And then, um, yeah, they all got killed. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, the wheel of government basically moved too slowly to protect these birds. So by the time laws were passed, the population had already dwindled too far for the remaining birds to build back their numbers. They're extremely, um, like social mm -hmm. birds, I guess. They really need other birds to survive. Yeah. So by the time that the government stepped in and was like, hey, we need to stop killing these birds, they're all going to die, there weren't enough mm -hmm. birds in, like, one area to build back the population, so yeah. the remaining birds just died out. Well, so it's that... super depressing. <laughs> but, okay, let's imagine that all that horrible nightmare train didn't just happen. Yes. And there were still a trillion passenger pigeons living amongst us today. Right. What would be the benefits of having one of these little guys Oh, gosh. Pet? Innumerable. <laughs> Florence, innumerable. Okay, so passenger, A, means that they could carry you as their passenger on flights. It'd be the best. You would get... I'm looking at traveling to Milwaukee soon, and it's a freaking four-and-a-half-hour drive. I'm like, this is the worst. And if my passenger pigeons could fly me there... It'd be so much better, because actually a flight there would also be like $500. <laughs> I did look into it. But your passenger pigeons would mm -hmm. be free. Plus, you wouldn't have to worry about gas. What do passenger pigeons eat? Probably bugs or something. Not gas. Not yes. gas. Um, they do not eat natural gas, and they don't have high carbon dioxide mm -hmm. emissions, so they're... Um, environmentally friendly mm -hmm. so also pro tip the natural gas would kill the pigeons if they were even alive to consume it so just don't feed like natural gas to yeah. birds now either that's a good mm -hmm. a good message to send abroad to the public right i yeah. think there's been a lot of miscommunication mm -hmm. on like what 
um, animals can consume natural gas, yeah. and I just want to put it's none, so don't <laughs> do it. Just it's clarify that. <laughs> just don't do it. Um, they do, you know, as any animal does, produce a lot of bird poo. Mm -hmm. So just be aware of that. <laughs> um, November is National Bird Poo Awareness Month, so help me spread the knowledge and tell everybody. Shit happens, guys. <laughs> Shit happens all over the place. Your car, mm -hmm. your head when you're walking down the road. Just be aware that there is bird poop. For birds, the the down world, like the ground, is essentially their toilet. It's just a giant toilet. Mm -hmm. I mean, as you're all aware of what's happened in the last year, we do live in a giant toilet. So just keep in mind, the birds also have the same frame of mind. So watch out for the, the poop bombs coming down. Uh, like I mentioned, they couldn't exist in small flocks, mm -hmm. so it would be super easy to, like, amass them to support you, <laughs> like, when they're flying you, because mm -hmm. you'd only need, like, 20 or 30 probably to support your weight. 20 to 30 friends. 20 to 30 flying friends to fly you places. And they love it, because, like, they get to hang out with their mm -hmm. buds, and then they feel, like, super important mm -hmm. and all that good stuff. Okay, so you need a lot of birds, right? Oh, yeah, naturally. What speed can they travel at? Like, would it really reduce your travel time by that much to go passenger pigeon powered instead of at a car? Yes, actually. They do travel at, well, they did travel at, <laughs> I know, 60 miles per hour. Um, also, not being limited to roads, um, and you know what they say, the shortest distance between two points is flying on the back of a flock of birds. They literally fly faster than I drive on most major highways. Can, uh, can the Alero even go that fast? <laughs> At this point, the Alero is literally powered by dreams. It cannot go that fast. I don't have that many dreams left. <laughs> you have weak dreams. <laughs> They're not sufficient for the Alero's needs. Also, again, flying above the road mm -hmm. means that you can avoid traffic. <laughs> avoid all the slow, um, Diane Florences out there on the highway. Yes, the ones in the Laros that cannot reach the speed of the <laughs> highway by the time they get off the ramp. They're designed for you to be able to reach the speed of the highway before you get off the ramp. Physically cannot. You would have to inform yourself about, like, no-fly zones mm -hmm. and stuff like that. You don't want to fly into an airplane just ever. So my advice would be to fly lower than airplanes, but higher than cars. Yep. Maybe just close enough so cars can see you so they know how cool you are. Yes. And just flip them off the whole time. <laughs> and you know that you have 20 to 30 birds that'll probably have to go to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. Just let it fly. Just let it rip. <laughs> but let it fly. Oh, 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 there it is. Bird pod. All those, those people in the cars. Also, another bonus companionship. I hear they're very social and loving birds, so I yeah. can see that not only applying to birds, but also applying to their human friends. They need large groups for survival, which we discovered when they didn't have large groups and they died. Um, they were really inclusive. They would invite you into their community. They would just think of you as like an ugly flightless bird, and then they'll be like, hey, we need to help this person out because they can't fly and they're just so damn ugly. <laughs> Let's get them to where they want to go. Um, also, this, okay, hands down, honestly, this is my favorite one. They do not speak human language. <laughs> so, you don't have to worry about making small talk. Mm -hmm. Like, you can just show them that you care through, like, sincere gestures, like, not overhunting them and growing forests for them to live in. 
Also, the box candy at Valentine's Day would have just warmed their little passenger pigeon hearts. Mm -hmm. And that's how you know that their love is true towards you and towards other passenger pigeons, because they can't be manipulative or lie or anything like that. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Like so many human beings do. No, I'm just wondering. So you said they lived in an 850 or something along yeah. those lines, square foot There was foot one, like, span. nesting area that was that big, yeah. So they have to throw crazy parties, because there's literally 850 feet for people to come into to party in. I mean, God, yeah. Like, you could just work your way through the forest. Mm-hmm. And not see the same forest twice, honestly. Just rave after rave after rave. Oops. It'd be like when one party stopped, another party would be just lighting up. And, <laughs> mm-hmm. God. I hear they work closely with um, Snoop Dogg and Ice Cube. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep, and then if you have any carpet dents, you can get those taken care of right away. Neato. <laughs> Great. Also, they're uh, closely related to the morning dove, and the morning dove is just, like, a hell of a lot uglier than the passenger <laughs> pigeon. It's, mm-hmm. like, duller... So it's got, like, a duller personality. Uh, passenger pigeons look fly as hell, so we're we're missing out on that one. Mm-hmm. You just look super cool. I feel like at the end of the day, okay, easy transportation. Yes. Convenient, but also having awesome friends and looking just baller constantly are really yeah. the two perks of having passenger pigeons on your, in your, you on your team. You look so dope, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, you just, they used to fly through the air in huge packs, and it just would have been wondrous to behold. But, um, we'll never know, because they're all dead due to overhunting and deforestation. Mm-hmm. <sighs> on that note. <laughs> yeah. So just too much human ha- action on one hand, killing, mm-hmm. and not enough human action on the other, conservation. I feel like that's a repeat theme. Yes. In these all tales. of human history. <laughs> We just done mess up, and we just keep messing up. <laughs> no one learns. Keep messing it up. And, oh, actually, I did save a link. Um, I think I'll, I'll post it because I didn't really watch it. But it's about um, conservationists um, protecting the last white rhinos. Oh! It's too, like, I didn't watch it yet, and I wanted to talk about it, but I forgot to look at it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'll post it because... Yeah, that sounds interesting. It's, it's still happening. Mm-hmm. So Now moving on to the next segment... So we received this cry for help when Florence went to take out the trash and the bag split open, revealing an ancient scroll. When the scroll was unfurled, a note drifted to the ground. It read, Dear Florence and Diane, I recently moved out of my cave in the wilderness to a moderately populated city, and I've just discovered what music is. Well, welcome to the world, my friend. (laughs) The people around me have been talking about going to concerts where the musicians perform the music live and right in front of you. This sounds amazing to me, but since I only recently learned what music and concerts are, I am unfamiliar with how to attend one. Also, I want my concert experience to be one of a kind and up close and personal. Do you have any advice for this exciting new chapter in my life? Cordially, Concert Conundrum. Thank you for contacting us, Contract. Con- oh my goodness, Concert Conundrum. We reached out to WikiHow to help us help you. So number one, you're going to want to go in there strong. Yes. <laughs> As I've attended every concert in my life. Strong. <laughs> Strongly. Strongly. So how to attend a concert according to WikiHow. The number one step is to watch the band, watch for the band's upcoming events. Easiest way to do this is just follow them on social media. Everyone's got it. Mm-hmm. Instagram. Facebook. Snapchat. Tumblr. LinkedIn. <laughs> MySpace. AOL Messenger. <laughs> Zillow. <laughs> Zillow. All of them. Friend them on your game center on um, iPhone. 
Xbox Live, PlayStation <laughs> Network. Then you can just game get with their them. gamer tags. <laughs> Be their friends. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So nothing says I'm a fan like obsessively liking everything they post on social media. This is also a great way to learn about their whereabouts so you can follow them too in real life. Get it? Yes. Follow social media. Follow in real life. Literally physically follow them in person mm-hmm. and also internet wise follow them on there too. Unrelated, you might need to buy some more black clothes. That's not a big deal. It just makes you harder to spot. Night vision goggles. Mm-hmm. Always a great investment. Mm-hmm. Um, also, on the other side of that, is to follow the local venues. Um, concerts mm-hmm. are most commonly held at venues, um, like <laughs> bars, auditoriums, and co- coffee shops. Uh, those are easy to find and follow on social media. Uh, some venues that are more of the underground bands that they perform at, um, like at abandoned, abandoned bottle factories and sewers, can be a little more difficult to connect with. They might not have like Wi-Fi. They might want to keep it a little underground. They mm-hmm. might not legally be able to be there, mm-hmm. so they probably don't want to parade that around on social media. Um, but there are subtle signs you can look for in your neighborhood. The they'll often um, carve concert times into like park benches or graffiti it onto subway walls. Have you seen this before, Florence? So it was written on the subway walls in tenement halls and echoed the walls of silence. So we know for sure Simon and Garfunkel have done this before. For sure. It's been confirmed. The clues were in the lyrics Mm -hmm. if you would have listened to them but yeah you'll really just want to keep an eye out for these signs um it's important you probably might want to invest in some sort of hieroglyphic decoder really helpful with these um secret venues watch national treasure a few more times (laughs) than you already have and pick up on how they Mm -hmm. um find secret maps and hidden clues and stuff like that a lot of great stuff in there okay um another way to connect more with bands is to live outside of the venues to eavesdrop Start a blog releasing breaking concert news. Frequently live stream you cooking eggs outside of the venue to let performers know how serious you are. They'll want to build a relationship with you when they see how committed you are to their, to their art. They appreciate people appreciating them. Um, eventually, you will actually be able to watch the band. So not only at the concert, that's one place to watch the band. You can watch them in the studio, mm-hmm. which is essentially like a private concert. So get in there. Also in their homes, an even privater concert, where it's a lot more intimate and just a lot more soulful. I think it's more of a relaxed environment. Mm -hmm. So when they're just kind of like having a jam sesh with their buds, Mm -hmm. then uh, you can be there. And that's like exclusive stuff that most people don't get to see. Just always be there. (laughs) Exactly. This is part of following them. Okay, so you're going to want to encourage um, friends to come along. You can't be groupies with only one groupie. (laughs) Oh, there it is. Am I right? Yes. (laughs) So go to concerts with your friends. You can all get matching t-shirts, do your hair the same. Matching tattoos. Face tattoos. Exactly. My first thought. Um, Right. They can live with you in the venue so you don't have to be lonely when you're illegally squatting in a uh, public space. It's nice because then if, you know, you still have to get groceries and Mm -hmm. buy things so someone can go get that and the other one can hold the spot Mm -hmm. still. Continue to live stream. Just their life at this venue. Right. Or even more fun, and for the especially dangerous and daredevil-type fans, um, hide under the tour bus. If you're feeling really frisky and have a lot of upper body strength, just hold on tight to the underside of the bus and travel everywhere with the band. 
it's a lot easier to follow them that way because they don't always post where they're going at all times of the day on social media for some reason <laughs> but if you're with them at all times you don't even need social media and then you can put that on your blog and people start following you maybe make some money off of it <laughs> Keep you that. can't have a job so <laughs> because this is your job this, this is your is life your job now. now really invest into this so think about that <laughs> all right now okay if you don't want to do all these sneaky things because you're not a true fan, you can just buy your tickets like a regular person. But you'll want to book them from a reliable company. Selling your firstborn child to Satan is not a reliable way to get tickets. I cannot stress that enough. Seriously, we have gotten so many calls from Satan saying he is just so sick of getting kids. <laughs> There's just too many. There's too many. And they all have the firstborn child complex. I was just going to say. Mm -hmm. It's ridiculous. All brats. All Every single firstborn child is just the worst. They're just misunderstood, okay? Like, we've just had a lot put on our children. Anyway, if you could just, like, not do that. Just stop trying to sell your firstborn child to Satan. He's had enough. Try Ticketmaster. This part of um, Paper News Out Loud podcast brought to you by Ticketmaster. Ticketmaster. <laughs> we don't want your children. In conjunction with StubHub. <laughs> So once you order the tickets, just make sure to um, select your best method of delivery. Most convenient to you, you mentioned you used to live in a cave. If you're currently living there, you might want to pick it up at the venue site. Um, it's if, usually free to yeah. pick it up at the venue. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is nice. Yeah. If not, um, email, mail, smoke signals, ancient ruins carved into your arm. Shout out of a cannon directly into your face hole. Eat it, poo it out at the concert. It'll be there waiting for you. You don't have to worry about losing it because it's in your gut. You just really have to work the timing out well because you don't want to poo too soon. <laughs> like in a quick trip on the way over. Right, it'll completely defeat the purpose because, you know, after like five minutes of it being outside of your body, it just disintegrates. So you make sure you time that poo so when they ask for your ticket, you're ready to drop it. <laughs> Maybe just pick it up at the venue. <laughs> we recommend that one. You might not get arrested for that one. <laughs> Public defecation. Okay, so you thoroughly know the band. Thoroughly. You know exactly where they are at all times. You've placed trackers on them. You got your tickets. You need to prepare to go to the actual concert. And this is often an overlooked step. People think that the other preparation is mm -hmm. so important, like getting the tickets. Like, yeah, that's important, but that's like the easy stuff. You need to actually be prepared to be at the concert. Mm -hmm. I always start by checking the weather. This is important for travel, if the venue is outside, anything like that. Um, but no matter how often you pull up your weather app on your phone, there can be storms in the forecast. That's when you have to take matters into your own hands. Try to meet up with your neighborhood coven of witches. They probably have a huge gambling problem and will be willing to take on this minor role to adjust the weather for a small cost that they can go to the casino and put in the slots right away. Or if um, you found the correct word of power, you can just drag and show um, mm -hmm. call skies. Or not call skies, clear skies. <laughs> I was thinking call dragon and clear, and it just, it came out wrong. <laughs> anyway, just shout at the sky, um, clear skies, and then you should be fine. Especially if the event, if the concert is taking place in the storm drain, you want to be really careful because any yeah. excess amount of rain and you're going to be dealing with a bad situation where the concert gets canceled and someone might drown. So be very careful with that. That's a good tip. Thank you. Yes. Um, before the concert, go to bed early. 
you want to be well rested so you can rave. I, yeah. I mean, that's it. I feel like that's straightforward. I yeah. don't have anything mosh, to add to mosh that. Mosh the shit out of that <laughs> concert. You need to sleep to mosh. Okay, um, number three, dress appropriately. You don't want to show up to the concert looking like a square. So make sure you take the weather, the genre, and the mood of the concert into consideration. Exactly. You can't go naked. Even if you're like, hmm, I bet this band would really, they really give off some nudie vibes. Even if the performers are naked, that's not a pass for you to be naked. (laughs) Again. (laughs) That one, yeah, just. These are straightforward, I think. Just don't be like a dork, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to, because you've been following these people for like literally days and you don't want them to see you. Looking like, like a dork. You're running a successful blog now. <laughs> like, you have responsibilities. You need to portray yourself correctly <laughs> to the right people. Like, you don't want the performers thinking that you're not taking them seriously mm-hmm. by wearing the wrong things to their concert. Pinterest is a great source of inspiration for concert outfits. Of pinspiration. Um, leave food and beverages at home. So, is one of your BFFs who's coming with you to the concert a vampire? Best leave that pig she was going to feed on later at home. Typically, you're not allowed to bring your own food. Um, Maybe just instead bring cash or handcrafted wares that you can trade for food and drinks provided by the venue. It's just a safer bet. Yeah. They usually have, like, Mm -hmm. food and drinks there. If you're in a storm drain, they might only have fried rat. Mm -hmm. Just, again, something to be aware of. Just maybe eat before and after the concert then. Right. Or just take the dive. Like, when in Rome, like, eat the rat. Just (laughs) do it. I mean, everyone else is doing it, so, like, just do it. (laughs) And on that same line, just know what's permitted. Like, if... Okay, there's a fine line. If the rat's already fried, eat it. If the rat's just running around and it's still alive, don't eat it. That's not something that would be permitted. That would be nightmarish. (laughs) That would just be awful, and it might get you kicked out. Mm -hmm. You know, you never know. It... I guess it depends on the crowd. Odds are, conundrum, you will not be able to bring any of your woodland creature friends with you. Unless they're certified service animals, they'll have to wait for you back at the hotel. No, that's a bummer. You will have to carry your own purse or whatever into the Mm -hmm. uh, venue. Instead of throwing it on your herd of passenger pigeons that got you there, they have to stay outside. Exactly. (laughs) All right, Florence, can you pull this train into the motivation station? (laughs) Choo-choo! All right, and an important part of staying motivated is to find time to relax and unwind. What do you do to unwind after a long day, Diane? All right, well, as an avid crocheter, I have a lot of yarn. Mm -hmm. I literally just bought some more today. That's not a joke. I really did. Um, Whatever the amount of yarn you are thinking of right now, double it. (laughs) That's how much yarn I have. Anyway, to unwind, I like to literally unwind all the balls of yarn I have. This is a therapeutic, in a way, because I get to touch the yarn and see the pretty colors. It also creates one hell of a mess that stresses me out, because I just have, like, unwrapped yarn all over my apartment. Um, that's when I take time to relax. I've already unwound, now it's time to relax. I rewind all the yarn I just unwound. It's just, it's a huge production and a giant waste of time, but I find that the time you enjoy wasting isn't wasted at all. It's recycled into joy. How do you relax and unwind? So personally, I think that the quickest way for me to unwind is to shut all of the lights off in my room and then scream into the vast unknown void until I can no longer speak. After that, 
<clears throat> I find my kitty Maggie and force him to stay by me and give me snuggles and gently poke his cute cat toes. Aw, his little toe beans. Yeah. He would love your yarn mess. Oh my gosh. He would just, just have a field day. Just roll around in it and get just real excited. It yeah. It'd be so relaxing. Anyway, our challenge to you this week is to find at least one night where you do whatever it is you need to do to relax. Alright listeners, the star in the skies just arranged themselves into a new constellation that crudely spells out the acronym STFU. If you want to know what that is, tweet at us. <laughs> or bing it. Or bing it. <laughs> it looks like the celestial bodies would like the show to be over. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to what we had to say. If you like what you heard, subscribe to Paper News Out Loud for um, more great episodes. If you liked what you heard a lot, leave us a review on iTunes saying what you liked. Please make sure to include your pet's favorite color. We will be creating a color collage um, to use in a later episode. If you're in love with what you heard, please stand outside your favorite local coffee shop, shout I Love News 47 times, and then send a cup of joe through UPS Express shipping. I like maple lattes. Um, we will be giving shoutouts to people who review the show in later episodes. Please rate and subscribe on iTunes. It really helps us a lot. Thank you so much for listening. I also want to thank Brownies for being invented and for the nap that powered me today. Also, also, I want to thank Jake Harrison for allowing us to use his track titled Five off of his album Found on SoundCloud. Thanks, Jake. You can find his music through the link or by searching at this. All right, dear listeners, we love you so much. <laughs> we, so are looking, <laughs> we are looking to showcase community art um, in a new rotating segment creatively named Community Art <laughs> from the mastermind from the masterminds behind paper news out loud <laughs> we're just real creative geniuses up in here so we will not be creating anything to community art you can submit short poems visual art photography if you want to come and take pictures of my cat maggie and submit that oh God, you, don't don't do that. <laughs> you can unless you're talking to me diane <laughs> Um, just send them to us via email at alternaterealityproductions at gmail.com. We'll make sure to include that on our website so you can find it easily. Or you can email us just to say hi or let us know what you like about the show, if anything. Please or pictures of your cat. <laughs> Ooh, pictures of your cat or dog. I like dogs, too. We like animals. Hedgehogs. If you have a hedgehog and you don't send me a picture, you are legally... Um, Obligated to send you more pictures. You're legally <laughs> obligated to send me pictures of your hedgehogs. Now, by listening to this podcast, you are signing a contract saying that you owe me hedgehog pictures. Anyway, thank you so much. Again, um, you can tweet us. We actually have a Twitter. We're Florence Diane on Twitter, and you can tweet us at Reality Out Loud. Share with your friends. Bye. <laughs> we hope you uh, learned, learned a thing, thing and, and made, made a laugh. laugh. Oh god, I'm just gonna say it again. We, we hope you. Why do we have to say it at the same time? <laughs> I thought you looked at me like you were doing that. Okay, go. We hope you learned a thing and made a laugh. <laughs> <laughs>